Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's MasterChef After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show, it's AfterBuzz TV's MasterChef After Show. What's up, guys? Thanks for joining us today at After Buzz. We're here with MasterChef, the third episode, Top 20 Compete. Woo. I'm your host, Tracy Probst, and joining me, Stephen Lemieux. Hey, guys. Good to see you. And Kyle Kittle. Hello, everyone. So, this was a very interesting episode, and we actually have a surprise for you guys later on, but we're not going to tell you just yet. We're going to dive right in. So, the episode starts out, they have to feed 500 Soldiers. Goodness. Yes, 500. So that is a lot. It did look like a lot. They actually looked like ants when you saw it um, yeah. from the helicopter above. So they're taken to the Mojave Desert, which is 200 miles away from where they actually are competing. And it's Fort Irwin, California, the middle of a desert to training camp. So they're split into two teams. Daniel is actually the one who... No, Daniel's the leader for the blue team. And the red team leader is Francis B., who was the winner from last time. And if you follow this this MasterChef after show, you will know that Francis B. is our preferred Francis. Old mine, at least. Yes, totally. (laughs) Exactly. Mine, too. Because there's two on the show. Right. So he chooses, actually, probably the best team. Oh, Um, oh, seriously. He gets all the best people. It wasn't even a competition. Yeah. And you kind of look at the blue team afterwards, and it's like, oh, goodness. I mean, Good luck, guys. Leader of the blue team is just like, I'll, I'll be leader. Hi, guys. People, <laughs> people looked at me. And, like, if you, that's one sign of, I think, strong competitors is that they all want to be a leader. And then the blue team all points to someone else. They're like, I don't want to lead this team. Right. You can do it. Yes, exactly. <sighs> so they were kind of set up for failure, I guess, to begin with. I yeah, I, I don't like that. I don't like that they made it that lopsided. I mean, you had... But I mean, they had Courtney on the blue team, though, and she's been a she's True. been a she's been a front runner for the whole thing. I'm surprised she wasn't the leader. They probably would have done a lot better if she was. That's very. Right. But yeah. she's in it for herself. She's not in it for the team. Well, so. and Leslie was on blue team too, as well, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah he was. And he's becoming a stronger and stronger competitor as we go on. And you know, he did have that great idea to not do chicken, which echoed exactly what Gordon Ramsay was saying. So when your when your ideas and Gordon Ramsay ideas are the same, that kind of shows you. You're on the right track. You yeah, know? The, totally. The, I, I like that they call it the Cadillac of meats. Like I had, to, I even tweeted that. I was like, "Did you really just call pork the Cadillac or pork chops the right, Cadillac right, right, of right. meats?" I'm like, "Really?" Um, but no, like 
definitely getting rid of not doing chicken is one of the big steps because any other meat really you can kind of undercook it to a point and it's not going to make you sick but right. really when you go, when you get into like poultry it's a no-go and it takes a long time to cook it right and if you try to cook it too fast it burns and it's still raw on the inside and Stephen, what did you and i say the first episode if you do if you do if there's one mistake not to have on With a gordon, gordon ramsay cooking show, show is undercooked chicken seriously. like just don't do it just don't even don't even try don't yeah. even attempt it right i was surprised we didn't do ribs were they did they have like a limited thing they could choose from i'm sure they did well, but yeah barbecue ribs i mean that's that would have been good. Easier. Yeah, so let's talk about what they actually made because yeah. for those who don't know. So the red team made the pork chops with an apple chutney sauce. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And they started originally with mac and cheese, which turned into kind of a disaster. So they switched to coleslaw last minute. Yeah. And then the blue team did a chicken with mashed potato, sal- potato salad as a side and a barbecue All American. sauce. Yeah. And there's actually um, – that was probably a better decision only because it cooked faster but in the end, not as good. Didn't turn out because when they butter, is it called butterfly cutting when you cut? The yeah, when you pork when you cut it down half? the center. Yeah, in that and I was way. I, when I first saw them put all those pork chops on there, they were like this thick. So thick. I was like, why yeah. aren't? I, that's what I said. I was like, why aren't they butterflying it? And then Gordon Ramsay says, like, exactly. There like, you go. You and Gordon on the same thing, level. That thing is like so gigantic. Like, how are you going to cook them fast enough to make five hundred or? 250 of them, I guess. No, yeah. you have to make no, 500. No, 500. Yeah, yeah they take from one from each. each. Oh, I'm man. the only one who thought that mac and cheese looked good. I would have eaten yeah, it. Yeah. Like, What'd they do with it? Throw it, it away? I guess so. I mean, Gordon Ramsay called it mac and shit. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, I, I guess I'm just used to like craft in the box. So right. Anything other than that is a big upgrade for me. <laughs> no, I, um, yeah, I think the mac and cheese could have definitely still been served. I think so too. I think that they were under a lot of pressure. I mean, especially because these are soldiers and like that's who they're serving to, you know, people defending our country. Like my dad's a retired lieutenant colonel. I'm a military brat. So I have a lot of respect for the military and, um, I think in that competition in general, I would have been more nervous about the product that I was giving them than winning the competition. I don't, I cannot believe they serve them raw food. Like these are people that can get sick. Yes. Off of, and they're serving the country. And they can't get sick. Right. <laughs> they have a really important I mean, job. they're probably all pretty sick already from like, <laughs> the I last mean, thing they want the is desert, like yeah, like they already chicken. probably don't have the best conditions in some respects. Um, I don't know. I, I I was wondering why they chose such like hot food, like the chicken, like because a pork chop with an apple chutney, like that's kind of refreshing in a way. Mm-hmm. And you're out in the desert, so like, why would you really want like a hot chicken with like a spicy barbecue sauce or anything like that? Make these guys sweat when they're out in the sun already. Mm-hmm. Right. It just didn't really make sense to me in that respect. I thought the pork chop was going to win from the beginning. Yeah. yeah so well, good. and the blue team had. Uh, multiple, or they served every single soldier. Soldier, so they had 500 plates go out. The red team missed. I, I mean, they didn't say an exact number, mm-hmm. but it, uh, we were made to believe a lot of plates. Yeah. And even with the red team not even being able to get all 500 points, they still beat them uh, 300 and like 60 29. to 329, 329 to whatever. Yeah. So it was clearly a pork chop dish. Yeah. I mean, the chicken didn't stand a chance. So. Yeah, well, so that was that. (laughs) And then the teams worked not so well together, especially the blue team. Stephanie was the one cooking the raw chicken and... After after Leslie told her, hey, this is raw, she's like, uh, no. I want to ask you something before we get off that. Um, The guy who said that he used to jump out of planes, he was like... Yeah. Which team was he on? He was on the red team. He was? They did the pork chop? I'm pretty sure, because wasn't he chosen right away? I think so. I think so because yes. that he would make like a lot of sense. Too. And then another another aspect to go out from that, these Ask guys. <laughs> no, these guys are out in the desert. These guys are out here. What do you think their rations are? It's chicken. They eat chicken oh, every yeah. day yeah. of the yeah. damn I year. Know. 
So who, why would they go and want to eat chicken? They right. want to eat something they haven't eaten in like six I months. I agree. They I were think- just trying to make it easy. And I get like, you know, it was kind of like a quantity thing. They had to figure out, you know, we have to make 500 of these. But I think that they really should not have gone the easy route and they should have taken. Clearly not. Right. I mean, yeah. mo- most of those challenges, though, in the past where it is all about the quantity of food, the team that can actually produce the quantity is the team that ends up winning. But in this case, their chicken was just so bad or the pork chop was just so good that quantity didn't even matter. What would you have cooked in that? What would you, if you were team leader, let's say your team, like yellow team, your yellow team then leader. Then we're screwed. What's the, what are the three things <laughs> What are the three things you want to make? You get to choose a protein, a side, and a starch. Uh, well, I, I, I actually wouldn't do chicken because I would immediately think that's the duh answer to go to and we need to break out. Okay. I like the ribs idea. Mm-hmm. And then I would have done a really easy like mashed potato with no gravy just like maybe a garlic mash but no gravy necessary and then what was the other thing i needed uh that was your start to so like a side dish like any kind of side yeah i think well i'm copying here but the coleslaw yeah the coleslaw that's is- easy to crank out oh i have to bring this up because i thought it was so funny <laughs> i love calling out the judges because they never get called out <laughs> joe's looking at they're making that coleslaw with some red <laughs> cabbage or something and he goes you know, this is going to – you're doing about one cabbage every five minutes, and you need 150, and that's going to put you really far behind because <laughs> he, like, couldn't do the math in his head quick enough. So <laughs> he just, he like, said. ended with this generic statement. I'm like, okay. I think he's just not used to ending statements. Like, you always, yeah. he always walks away before he finishes the sentence, so yeah. when he actually finishes the sentence. Oh yeah. Now we God. know why. He's like, I can't walk away, so I have to say something. I feel like yeah. he's totally like that in person, too. I feel like it's totally, like, his personality, so I love that that comes through on the show as well. Yeah. Actually, well, you met him in person, right, and you right. said he is basically like that. Yeah. Like, it's not a very, character for him. Very high-strung, very... um. I just if wish, anyone, I wish you'd finish the thought. It's like Kyle. I really think you can work on this. Vroom, done. Walking <laughs> away. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> oh, but I love that because you could tell he's like five times one hundred and fifty. You're not going to make it. Like seven fifty. Yeah. No, that was but awesome. Yes. So yeah. So the red team ended up winning that. And who was on the red team, Kyle? That we like so much. Oh, I know. Big uh, Willie. Big, Big Willie. Willie yes. Our favorite over here. Our so absolute favorite. We love him, and he was obviously on the winning team. Surprise, surprise. And so we've been talking about Big Willie since episode one. Yeah. We predict Big Willie, hashtag Big Willie. Don't yeah. ever use it. Don't search for it. Um, <laughs> but you can tweet him at MC5Willie. Um, and luckily... In just a little bit, we're going to have Big Willie on the show. We're going to ask him some questions about the show, ask him about his life. I'm so excited. Actually, before the show, I had a really quick phone call conversation with him, and I got nervous. I'm like, oh, my God, this is Willie from MasterChef. Because I predicted him as top five. Yeah. Uh, First episode, top five. So we have Willie on the line. Willie, are you there? Yes, I am. Woo! Hey, Willie. Hi, Willie. Good to have you. We, We played the Big Willie album to start the show in honor of you. What's the Big Willie album? Oh, you know Will Smith. Big Willie style. Whoa, Big Willie style. Ah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Willie, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Houston, Texas. All right. Houston. Well, thank you so much for calling. We are all so excited to have you here. I want to ask you, we'll get into MasterChef, but I want to ask you, how has your life changed even with these first three episodes being aired? Um, it, it's been crazy. I, I went to Beer Fest here in Houston this weekend. I saw that. And as soon as I got into the door, it was like, are you, are you, I know who you are. <laughs> wow. 
Big Willie. And I was like, yeah, it's me. And then everybody just came and showed me love. And uh, I have a, a crazy support system. It's been amazing. Great. Well, you are our uh, top five pick here at AfterBuzz TV. Yes. You are clearly a fan favorite. And when you go out, I mean, you're you have a presence about you. No one's gonna not be able to see you coming because you are like you come in with it, with the attitude. So you are really popular on Twitter. Have you gone out any other places and gotten recognized, or someone coming up to you and saying anything? Yes, uh, I go like to local bars and different restaurants uh, in the Houston area, and it's it's the same thing, you know, just random people coming up wanting to take pictures, uh, people wanting to wear my glasses. Uh, <laughs> trying to take your clothes. <laughs> telling you to strip. Telling you to take your clothes off. You know, normal stuff. Yeah, you know, so it's, it's been really amazing. Good. So you're loving that. It sounds like you're loving that right now. You know, even before, even before the show happened, I – like you said, I would go out places and I would walk in the room and I would command attention. Like Absolutely. I've always had about myself. So even with the show now, I still have that confidence about myself. So it's, you know, to me, it's not nothing new with people wanting to take pictures with me because they see me coming in anyway with all these colors and these loud glasses and whatever. And it's like, oh, can we take a picture with you? And it's like, okay, sure. But now with the master chef thing, it's just like everyday oh, type bet. of thing. Well, I got one more question for you, and then I'm going to uh, send it over to Tracy. But with the show, are you guys ever given recipes to cook anything? Or if they say, hey, make a blueberry pie or, or make this dish, you just have to take it from your own memory and figure out how to make it work. Exactly. You have to basically just wow. say, you know what, what is the challenge? Oh, blueberry pie. Uh, let me think of the basics. What goes in the basics, you know, and you take it from there. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's... See, some people uh, have the skills to come up with the basics and some people don't. Right. Yeah, we're seeing that. The people who don't just <laughs> don't stay on the show very long. <laughs> They're calling themselves out. <laughs> so, okay, Willie, basically uh, we were just talking about this last episode that just aired and we were talking about cooking for the 500 soldiers. You were on the winning team for that. Tell us a little bit about how that competition went. First off, let me say, uh, getting on that desert, I know y'all seen me in this big scarf. Uh, that scarf was a part of my uh, overall outfit, so I had to have my scarf. But it got Even in the Mojave Desert. Huh? Even in the Mojave Desert, you need a scarf. Yes, you need a scarf. Yes, helmet, please. It's crazy. But then once they said that the soldiers were coming and literally – if you look out, the line never stopped. Mm -hmm. The soldiers were just walking up. It was amazing. Uh, it is it, beyond words. How long did it take to serve? To feed the men and women that are protecting you and to go on the course that they did was totally and unbelievable. You know, like what they actually go through, the bombs and you had babies crying. It, it was it was awesome. Wow, that's amazing. Actually, um, did you now? Did you guys when you first went out there? Did you know what you were going to be doing? Did you have any idea that you were going to be cooking for five hundred soldiers, or was that a surprise when you got there? 
it's all the surprise. Uh, when you do, uh, when we got into the scene and it was just desert, literally. So we actually were a couple of miles away from everything. So as we started walking, you had other con- contestants like Courtney and Six Inch Heels. I'm in my loafers. You had Francis L. in his Jeremy Scott shoes, dust flying everywhere. We're trying to run in rocks and stuff. We're like, what is it we're doing? Right. And then we finally get up to uh, Gordon Ramsay and the trucks, and they tell us, then it's like, oh, oh. And so you so you really find out it. just like we find out on the show. You, you're there, exactly. and Gordon jumps out, and he goes, this is what you're doing. Deal with it. Exactly. And it's it's... It's never one of those things where, oh, yeah, they knew what was going on. When y'all see it, we're seeing it, too. Wow. I love that. It makes it that much more real, which is something we don't get a lot in reality TV sometimes. Yeah, Yeah. I totally. Stephen, do you? Um, I wanted to know, because they they didn't focus on the – I mean, they focused on this challenge for about 15 to 20 minutes in the episode – but we didn't get too much drama between the contestants. I want to know, like, you're in the heat, you're hot, you're sweaty, you're dealing with, oh, my God, the mac and cheese isn't working, what, what are you going to do? Yeah. What what kind of drama was going there behind the scenes? Like, I know that I know that a, a few people don't like each other, to say the who, least. Who was throwing shade, Willie? G- give, us the, give us the tea, well, Willie. I, I could give you a little tea. Ah! And the tea baby is, cup. the red tea, we didn't really have no drama. Well, there you go. I'm, we didn't have no drama because everybody was uh, on their section and their stations and they did what they were supposed to do. Yes, we did have a couple of raw porks go out and some soldiers didn't uh, get plates. But nevertheless, we still performed as a team. That uh, blue side, you have a lot of A-type personalities on that side. Uh, Leslie... Christian, Stephanie, uh, those were some strong personalities. And with them getting together, we were on the red side, and all we heard was a lot of arguing. And it was just ridiculous. But the red team, we worked as a team. Yeah. Now, I do have, just to side note off of that, now you guys did send out, you said just a couple raw pork chops. How did that happen? Because we all saw them go on the grill, and we were like, these are going to take forever to cook. There's no way they're going to be able to cook them in time. Well, as you can see, uh, I am from Texas, but I didn't claim my fame on being a big grill master. So when they said, uh, this is what we're doing, I said pork chops because I, I thought we was going to fry them if we could, you know. But because they said about the you, they had to go on the grill. So all the the manly contestants and Victoria, <laughs> uh, they took. They took that and they ran with it. I was in charge of uh, the sauce, the apple chutney, and we had the girls that was in charge of the sides. Uh, so all our stuff came together. Now, then people on the grill, that's a whole other story. Oh. <laughs> any, story any of that story you want to share? Uh, you know, I just think that if you want to uh, say that you are a grill Master, you know, 
Uh, I think you should perform at the oh, Fourth Man. No. If, and if you're on a show called Master Chef as well, maybe, right? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the grill yeah. is like the first thing you should master when you become a chef because it's the basics of cooking. It's heat and meat. Yeah. yeah. My favorite part yeah, is protein. You know, and, and if you, you know, you've seen the first part of it where uh, a contestant put the meat on a cold side, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you definitely need fire to cook through meat. I don't. I'm not a chef, but I know a little bit. Right and we there. know what Gordon Ramsay hates as well. Uh, and that's raw chicken. Yeah, it's exactly. raw. Anything raw. <laughs> Look, you're gonna give Mike like flashbacks or Willie with flashbacks. <laughs> He's gonna start. Willie, shaking. your chicken's cooked perfectly. Courtney, it's raw. So, Willie, w- one quick question: What is uh, what is the one thing that viewers don't see? The one thing that viewers don't see. Um, when everything is all said and done and we leave out, uh, some of the drama continues and some of it don't continue. Mm. Uh, we go back to our hotels and we either hang out or we don't, you know? Do you talk to any of the contestants uh, still? Now that the show's done? Uh, yes, I do talk to some of the contestants, and some of the contestants, I don't get it. If I ever talk to them again. Oh! <laughs> Speaking of Goodness. that, I, I got to think about four questions, okay. and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bust, bust through them pretty quick. Uh, is Leslie as annoying in the kitchen as he makes himself out to be? Uh, that depends on your level of... Uh, how annoying someone can get. <laughs> Tolerance team, of annoyance. I am team, I'm team Leslie. Uh, I've always been team Leslie. So I think it's going to be interesting to see the dynamic between uh, him and I in next week's uh, mm. show. I think we, yeah, I think we just got a little uh, sneak, sneak, sneak preview there. there. Yeah. All right, question two. Uh, question two. You say you guys are staying in a hotel through filming this. Do you have to cook your own food? Or, like, what are you guys eating? You're just, like, going to the Denny's before the day and prepare to, you know, get ready for the day? Well, uh, we didn't really cook for ourselves. Uh, we did, you know, go out different places and stuff like that and eat and stuff. Okay. And then I want to go we back. Really didn't. You, you would think with all of us cooking like that, we would – you know, cook all the time, but no. <laughs> You're tired after the competitions, I'm sure. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> s- since you don't cook, or you didn't cook all the time, I want to go back to last episode where uh, Courtney was choosing the people that she wanted to send up to the balcony, and she was choosing the weakest competitors. And in your confessional, you kind of seemed like you were a little upset that you weren't put up on the balcony. But then when you look at her reasoning behind it, she was sending the weakest competitors up there and wanting the strongest competitors to cook. In hindsight, do you look back on that and be like, okay, that's strategy? Or do you still harbor a little bit of, like, resentment for, I mean, you deserve to not have to cook again? Most definitely, because uh, I have always been a competitive person. And I believe if you want to be the best, you have to go against the best. And so, to me, my way of thinking was, me and you were just on top. Why not pick me? As you see, I have proven myself, and these people that have not proven themselves, you force them to step up their game. For if you're competing against the best, then that makes you elevate yourself and grow. But if you're getting going against people that's not as strong as you, 
then where do you grow? So that's how I looked at it. So I was a little bitter about it uh, because that's how I would have played the game. Right. But do you think it actually, because what I was thinking is it actually helps you because you do such a phenomenal job in that challenge that you yet again prove yourself to Chef Ramsay. So if you ever do anything negative in the future, he can look back on that and think that you've you've performed over and over again. This would just be one time where you didn't perform if that happens. Yeah, you you can look at it like that. But, <laughs> but you would be wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm cooking, and me, like I said, me and ground beef go way back. That's true. <laughs> but I've just proven myself in this dessert. I did something that has never been thought of before bringing all these things together. So I think I've proven myself really, you know, a lot. Absolutely. You know, um, uh, so it was it was fun to actually cook it and really show that uh, I can cook a meatloaf. You know, that was good. <laughs> yeah. So I have, I have one last question, and I just, I just have to ask because, like, fans have tweeted at me about it and everything like that. Um... You're very recognizable. You're a big guy. I used to be a big guy too. I I, I just kind of wonder does has that had anything like disadvantages to it through this competition? I know like when I was overweight, I got winded easier, easier. Like people would kind of be a little bit more disparaging. And has anyone since you've been on the show and people have seen the show, have you had people reaching out to you to be like a personal trainer and things like that to kind of put you more in shape? I, I'm gonna say dear. <laughs> Will and Mike has always been big all his life. I've never been the skinny dude, but I have never been that person to limit myself in what I can or cannot do. So because I'm uh, 300 plus pounds bigger than all the competitors, uh, I still performed at a high level. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't want them to come see me as, oh, he's big and he can't come in this competition saying, oh, he needs this treatment, he needs that treatment. Forget all that treatment because I'm going to show you that big or not, I can still deliver. Right. And you've proved it. I think I've done that thus far. Absolutely. Definitely. Our first show, I said, if you lined up all those cooks and asked me to pick one of them to make me my last meal, I'd pick Willie, hands down. So you are the guy. And then you come out with these beautiful, dainty desserts Ah! that look like, you know, and we're like, he made that. I love it. That's perfect. You know, and that, that was a lot of the feedback back on social media was like, you have this big guy that's cooking these little dainty desserts, but then you have little Leslie, and he's cooking dick stuff. (laughs) (laughs) That giant chicken on mashed potatoes. All right, last question, Willie, tonight. Who would you have sent home, Stephanie or Elise? And you uh, can send both. It's your show. Who would I have sent home? Honestly, uh... I probably would have sent home Stephanie, and that's that's just me personally. That's just from last week's challenge to this week's challenge. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we didn't get to see Elise because uh, she was saved, of course. Uh, Stephanie had one of the worst dishes last week. Couscous. And then she performed this week differently, trying to add stuff to it. Uh, so I probably would have picked Stephanie. Cutting out those boundaries, though, if you could have chosen one person off your team this week to go home, who do you think underperformed in the challenges? 
who underperformed them on my team. Yeah. Who do you think on your team should have gone home if you got to choose anyone on your team to send home? Well, I would have to say uh, either one of those three people on the grill. We did have raw pork. Yeah. Yep. That's true. Good, good. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Willie. We're definitely going to tweet out to you and send you the episode, and we appreciate you calling in and talking to all of us. You're we'll wonderful. To, we all love you. We'll if you're to, ever in L.A., please you, come by. Thank you for the support. Yeah, we'll make sure. you dinner if you come to L.A. We'll have to get you to call in again once you're in the top two, you know, yeah. for those last few episodes. Yes, I will do that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, we'll be watching. All right, thank you. You have a good one. Thank you. Bye, Willie. Isn't he just so great? Love him. Like, I don't know how anyone can meet him and not like him. He just has such a big personality, yeah. and it's a great big personality. Yeah, so, even on the phone, you f- you feel it. You're like, you this like guy you know is him, awesome. Right? Yeah. You yeah. feel like you know him. Yeah. Like it's. And I love how he answered that last question, how he didn't single out any of his teammates. He just said... Someone on the grill. I'm like, you know, that was a very smart way to answer that and avoid that question. So Didn't single out one. That. He singled out three. three. Yeah. <laughs> Just knock, knock them all out. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Well, but if you're looking for somebody to talk on the phone with for hours or probably not hours, but, you know, for a little bit that you kind of want a friend in, you want kind of want advice from your life. You know what? Tomorrow starts the day. Guys, career, money, relationships and love. We have so many big decisions in life. Isn't it worth it to have your own personal advisor that can kind of give you that peace of mind and confidence? That you're on the right path. Yes. So I think you guys should call California Psychics at 1-800-PREDICT or 1-800-PREDICT or go to CaliforniaPsychics.com to speak to somebody to help you give you the direction you've been looking for. Whether it's a big decision, something personal, something to do with your job, you need to know now, maybe having doubts about that next step in your life, you know, you gotta, you gotta kind of work it out and... Even if you're not like a believer, you know, it's just having someone there to talk to you and guide you through it and getting another perspective is just something that can really make a big difference in your decision making. So CaliforniaPsychics.com is only $1 a minute for new customers. You got to call 1-800-PREDICT-NOW, predict before you make that final financial leap. Visit CaliforniaPsychics.com before you miss your opportunity. I'm Mr. Wright. Tomorrow starts today with CaliforniaPsychics.com. Now back to MasterChef. All right. Back to MasterChef. So as Willie said, he would have also sent Stephanie home. She was ready. Let's talk about that competition a little bit. So basically, everyone who lost on the blue team had to perform in a contest. I laughed so no everyone who lo- oh, the red right. team so he saved him no no no, no so it was blue you're team, right but they it was saved blue three. team oh you're right you're right so yes yes so Daniel did you're right give the option of saving three people and he saved Dan he saved Christian and he saved Gordon and he didn't save himself and he did not all right save so that's himself. the question one by one Stephen save yourself or no. Save yourself. Okay. This is a competition. Tracy. I totally agree. I mean, great for your honor. Congratulations. You almost went home, sweetie. Thank you. Exactly. <sighs> what about you? Uh, save yourself. Yes. And yeah. you know what? Honor. Pfft. Yeah. There's you know what? I'll Down with the ship. How about up with the ship? You're the only one who took on being a leadership role. And yes, yeah. your team failed, but you were the only one with the balls enough to take that on. Yeah. You deserve to be safe. H- yeah. Huge mistake. Huge mistake. And it, it literally almost backfired. So they're all making these blueberry pies. He has to redo his. His goes in last. And he didn't even think it was going to be cooked. And then when they revealed that blueberry pie was the challenge, his response was, well, if I would have known that, I would have said myself. I go, well, there's your honor there, right? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. So, no, that that guy, that guy, he'll save himself next time if he's put in that position. Well, there's one thing I know about anything Gordon Ramsay does, and especially Hell's Kitchen. It's like, and who's your other person to put up? I put up myself, chef. It's like, why are you putting up yourself? 
Chef hates it when people try to martyr themselves martyr themselves yeah. on live TV. It's like, okay, great, you'll get Twitter followers who're like, oh my god, that was so sweet yeah. of you, but really, how far are you getting in this competition? Yeah, because of I'd it? rather take the money and the crown. And yeah. I feel like Gordon is the type of person who will send you home just for that reason. Absolutely. It's like, are are you really not taking this competition serious enough that you'll put yourself in danger Absolutely. for people that you're competing against? Yeah. Yeah. Like, this isn't like... This, this is not master charity. Right. Well, yeah. Joe says to him, he's like, well, your honor was better than your pie. <laughs> yeah. He walks away. Right. I like, he, love it. He's lucky his filling was good. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. I thought he he was uh, going to be in the top two bottom just based on his performance during the actual baking. Right. Luckily, somebody decided to put almonds with blueberries. Pecans. <sighs> Pecans. What is with yes. this girl and just adding it? Just add ingredients Stephanie. to whatever. Yes. Yeah, so I'm doing a blueberry pie with a couscous crust yeah. <laughs> and a ground beef blueberry center. It's Might called. Well. A, it's called Love a blueberry it. meat pie. <laughs> <laughs> she. She's. She always has these crazy pairings, but the problem is she's always off. So. And I think isn't that what um, Graham said during during the baking? He goes. What Stephanie's going to do is going to go in the pantry and start just throwing ingredients in. Yeah. And that's what she did. And you know, right. I love doing that. I love to find random stuff, put it together, see if it tastes good. But for a competition like this, when so much is on the line, it's not worth it. Right. And when she says, I never made a blueberry pie before, it's like, okay, then stick to the freaking basics. People don't go outside the, the, the realm of pie until they actually know how to make a damn pie. But here, right. here was my thing when she said that, because I commented as well, is... That is not a reason. That's not yeah. – that doesn't give you a pass. You can't just go to the judge and say, but I've never made this, and right. have them go, oh, oh well, we didn't really know good. that. <laughs> this is master chef. It Ign- still tastes like crap. Ignorance not is not an excuse. An excuse. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What about Elise, guys? She was in the bottom two as well, and she's a baker. She's a baker. That's her profession. And she said she was so embarrassed. And, she, I mean, she's like, I can't believe the product I put in front of you guys. I'm so embarrassed. This is her third pie that she's made on the show. And the third one they've told her was not good. And, Tracy, p- please, please tell everyone your biggest pet peeve with her. Oh, the hysterical crying. The Over emotions. Everything. Like, it's everything. The second she found out, like... Oh, Elise, your 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 skirt's too short, and she balls. Yeah. Like it could literally be nothing, and she's crying over it. I can't. The girl, I I loved her first uh, episode. I think. Yeah. And I, cause I I just felt like, oh, I need to be. I just need to be on her team because I need to push it. She cries too much. Charity yeah. too much crying. Like, I told get you. it together. Like, grow up. Hold back some tears and just bake a pie. I'm yeah. just. I just think you shouldn't preach if you can't deliver. So when you call yourself a baker, don't call yourself a baker if you can't make a good crust. And when her crust was too was not good. Well, it, first of all, it wasn't the crust she was supposed to make. She's supposed to do the Landis like yeah, overlapping she was crust. The only one who and did then it. she does a flat one, yeah. which they didn't even call her out for. And I'm thinking if. Just learn how to follow directions. If they say replicate this pie and you come in with a totally different crust, you're not. Well, listening. it wasn't even golden brown. Like you gotta, you gotta. It wasn't cut. Cross satch and like freaking butter the top of the yeah. crust. For you, to- you know who I who is calling themselves a baker and who I am actually liking more and more is Jamie with an E with a blueberry uh-huh. blueberry pie tattoo on her neck. It. Yeah, she she delivered this, this girl. I think this girl's getting a bad rap on the show because they're making her out to be this, like, little tiny mouse. Like, she's just, like, kind of scared and afraid to speak her mind. But she can cook, and she's delivering, and she's bringing it. The proof is in the pudding for her. Yeah, or the blueberry pie. Or the blueberry (laughs) pie, for that matter. I just knew – I knew – wait, they sent Stephanie home, yeah. But I I, I figured – I thought they were going to send Elise home just for the fact that it was a third pie. Yeah, no, it could have gone either way for sure. Like he said, don't ever cook me another pie. 
yeah. in the first episode. Well, she had to in this episode, but still. Well, she was upset anyway. She cried anyway, and she didn't even go home. So, I oh. mean, she may as well have gone home for all that. And remember what tears, she said at the end? I've never had a friend. She's like, this is the worst day ever. Kyle and I are like, well, I think you had a pretty good life then. Yeah. So. This woman's worst day is not getting kicked off yeah, MasterChef. Yeah, her friend going. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> like. her look when she gets kicked off? Because we know she will. Yeah, absolutely. What Ouch. is that day going to be like? Oh, it'll, then that will be the worst day. <laughs> You guys don't think there's an underdog story here? You don't no. think she can come ahead? I think I, I I said she would be top 10 first episode. I think she'd be gone next episode. Really? I don't think she's top 15. Well, Sorry. in the preview, we saw something about Courtney ma- missing up huge. Uh, I love. I think people love Courtney. I think the chefs love Courtney. I think she's been too consistent. It will take more than one mess up for her to go She's home. ratings. Yeah, she totally is. Yeah. Especially in Heels in the Desert, like Willie was saying. Oh, yeah. I yeah, love it. <laughs> Gotta like that. Well, she is. I mean, she's holding her own. She's definitely. And maybe she found her calling, guys. Yeah. Maybe. Here's real quick side note, and I know we have to go into predictions, but my new favorite thing is watching the show with closed captioning on. Uh, <laughs> mostly because <laughs> Jamie, this poor girl, Aww. I feel like even closed captioning can't help her or support her. She laughs during one point, and so in the closed captioning, it says laughs, comma, snorts. snorts. <laughs> and she's not snorting, but the We're closed like, captioning is like, she snorts. I was like, this she's poor getting girl. bullied still. Yeah. Not like, closed there. captioning is bullying her. That's pretty right much. There. Um, I do want to. What do you guys think of uh, Leslie and Daniel's whole tiff they had in the fi- in the final competition? About- Leslie was all pissed off that uh, that he didn't pick him to go up and be the one who was saved because he's like, I did I did the best thing, I did everything right, and he's standing there all smug like, <laughs> you have a target on your back now. Yeah, and now he's like, ah, revenge, man, I'm gonna get revenge on you. It's like, dude, he could choose three people, and there's like eight of you. Yeah, like get over know. it. And then he's like, so holding against him. I mean, I'm surprised. I think Daniel's kind of a contender. The fact that he can get a pie out at least that ready Mm -hmm. with so little time. Like, he must have pumped up the heat in that oven, like, a lot more. That's, yeah. That's what I thought, too. That's what we all thought. That was the hot oven. I don't know what I think about that little tiff. I mean, I think... I think Leslie has a target on his back because he is wealthy. And I think that is a silly reason to put a target on someone's back. True. So because of that, he is naturally going to have more confrontations because people don't like him. But I don't he's clearly not in it to win the two hundred fifty grand. He's in it because he just loves cooking and he's on the show. But I think that uh his his little tiff with it was a Daniel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His little tiff with Daniel was whatever. I mean it's like the just random drama they have to throw in yeah. there. Yeah. Well, yeah. as we heard, Willie is Team Leslie, so maybe Leslie makes a good comeback and you know blow all of our minds. And like I said that. earlier in the show, he he's delivering, yeah. and he was dead on with that protein uh, during the first eliminate or the first mini yeah, challenge. He was. Can I ask you guys though? You can. Some of those pies look better without the cooked crust. I kind of like a little bit of a softer bottom on the pie. I do too. I don't mind. I don't, the, I don't um, like the crispy crust on the yeah, bottom. I could go with a little undercooked. If yeah, it's supposed crust. to be cooked, it needs to be cooked. That's Ooh, my crazy. rule of thumb. Girl, her she, on this show, do. judge it. <laughs> I, like, right, I like a doughy bottom and a crispy top. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone want to take that joke? Okay. Or should we just hashtag Big Willie? Let's get into predictions. Let's get predictions. <laughs> and now, you're after Buzz TV. <laughs> Uh, Hashtag Master Chef euphemisms. So, I don't know how to follow that one. Stephen, why don't you? (laughs) Uh, I predict that. I'm going to just say who I think is going to go home next week. Okay. 
and I think it's going to be the youngest guy. Ooh. Jordan. Jordan's going home next week. Uh, I hope not. I want to see more from him. I feel like he's going to just make a really stupid mistake, and I don't. I think it'll be him and Courtney in the bottom, but I think they can't send home Courtney. And he, Jordan hasn't done anything good yet. He's only done things not the worst. They've given him enough camera time, and there's a few other people who haven't had any camera time that I feel like he has just enough that he he's going to get his story at the beginning of nep- next episode and he's going to be like that you're going to think he's the underdog and then he's going to do something really stupid in the second competition yeah Okay, I can see it. Later, Jordan. Well, I hope Elise gets sent home. That's all I have to say. I was over <laughs> here on the first episode, the second, the third. She just proves me right every time, Kyle. So, I mean, I I hope she goes home. She's been the underdog one too many times. Oh, Elise. Um, so. I think it will be time for Francis to go home with his wings. Was he wearing wings this episode? We didn't even talk yes, about that. Yes, he was. It's just too much for me. Like, this is not yeah. Project Runway. I'm still interested to see what he cooks, though. I'm still interested I'm to see what he cooks. I'm not. Like I said, I don't if, – if, peop- if I was looking for someone to dress me for, like, Burning Man, I would go, yes, <laughs> I want to see more of him. But if I'm looking for someone to cook me a meal, I'm going with Willie or, like – uh, you know Francis B, but not that. So I want, I want Francis to go home. So I'm gonna secret it. I'm gonna use the secret and just say he's going home next. You're gonna week. secret it. What's that? You know the book, The Secret, where you like say what you want to happen and then it does. Oh, you the just law put of the attraction. energy out there. The law of attraction. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if it works like that, but we'll see. Guess we'll, we'll see. Find if it does. out. Still yeah. thinking, uh, Big Willie top five, Courtney top five, um, Daniel and uh, Daniel probably top five, and Dan Wu. He put Dan Wu up to the thing. He did. Yeah. And I was telling you, I think Dan you Wu, do. I think Dan Wu is going to be a secret competitor. You thought, you you said second episode, I think, that you think Dan is top two. Yeah, because when I saw him make that ramen, even though it wasn't like a, a winner, I knew that like that dude knows how to make food quick without it being terrible. You know, it's it's possible. And they do like to kind of not play up the people who make it to the very top story in the beginning. You know, yeah. and then later they really build that person's story. They like the George R. R. Martin tactic where they really make you like somebody and then get rid of them. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So thank That's you, it. Willie, for calling in today. Yes, uh that you're was awesome. wonderful. You can follow Willie on Twitter at MC five Willie. Where Hashtag can they find Big Willie. You? All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining in. Make sure to download our podcast on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. I'm Tracy Profs. You can follow me on Instagram at at T-R-A-C-I-P-R-O or on Twitter at at T-R-A-C-I-A-B-T-B. Kyle? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Kyle underscore Kittleson. Kittleson is K-I-T-T-L-E-S-O-N. I love talking about MasterChef, so tweet, tweet me. And you can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X, or doing the Graceland After Show here at AfterBuzz TV, and The Strain coming in July. Guillermo del Toro, going to be interesting. Vampires. Ooh. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.